Listener Production. You are listening to Footy Talk, your daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark, the best in the business. I hope you treat yourself to a bottle of red last night. Jay, it's been a big couple of weeks. Trade period finished. We are going to have all the recap, all the insights, all the little stories that may not have got out. We are going to get them here on today's show. First of all, welcome to you. How do you feel that trade period is finally done? Oh, enough? it's a great day today, Joey, when the trade <laughs> period's finally over. Mad Monday or? Well, I got my favourite wine, St. Henri. Got a bottle of that ready. Taking the family to Crown this weekend. We're going to jump and swim in the pool for a couple of days and just uh, and just reconnect take, with the family. You reconnect with the family <laughs> after a long eight months, Joey. So uh, yeah, I think they still love me, but we'll find out. Um, I tell you what, it was an interesting day yesterday. I mean, we haven't had the absolute superstar power this trade period. So there have been clubs sort of operating around the fringes a little bit. And um, I don't know. I think it all sort of got done in the end, didn't it? Because there was no Joe, Joe Danaher left waiting. There was no sort of uh, any players left stranded. All the deals got done. Fair to say no Jeremy Cameron in this year's trade period, <laughs> just waiting to get done late. But take Marby us behind. Oh, we'll get to Marbiol. <laughs> Let's take us behind the scenes because yep. the final day, all 18 clubs meet mm-hmm. at Marvel Stadium. Mm-hmm. The big story was probably Port Adelaide and were they going to land the two big fish that they'd been targeting for a long time? Essendon were playing hardball. Mm. Geelong, my God, were Mm. they playing hardball? Mm. But just talk us through the set the scene, what it was like last night at Marvel Stadium with all the clubs there and some haggling going right down to the final 30 seconds. All the journos are in the one room, so it's like a pig pen, if you know what I mean. We're all sitting there with our little laptops like... Who's the big rooster? Who's the one in the journos area where it just sort of struts around? You know, when the footy boys are all together, it's like Johnny Brown walks into the yes. room, or Stephen Kernahan. Yes. Even going back a little bit, they've got, you know, they're sort of the big yeah. rooster. Yeah. Who's yeah. the big rooster amongst the AFL journalists? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say when the managers and, and list managers come in, they got the big uh, strut up. Oh, um, yeah. It's sort of like... Who's got the biggest strut as a list manager? Is it Adrian? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love Adrian. Yeah. People bought him. He's like uh, every Hollywood blockbuster. There's a bit of mafioso about him. <laughs> he needs his characters, right? And you've got the damsels in distress, you've got the heroes, the heroines, all that, and you need a good villain to yeah. sort of snigger in the corner. <laughs> and that's Adrian Dodoro. And guess what? Last night, last night on uh, Wednesday night, he left everyone hanging again uh, on the final deal. But look, I guess the trickiest part is, because all the journos are all locked up in the same room, you sort of got to... Um, Cover your work. Is <laughs> 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 there some journos are just peeking over the shoulder? Just, what's he typing? What's he writing about? you got to bring your laptop in close. <laughs> And you got to speak quietly into the phone. And some people even cover their mouths. <laughs> like, the, like, like those NFL coaches, they put the sheet up to their face. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, seriously. Do you think we could take ourselves any more yeah. seriously? And it's like, oh, I think it's a future third. Do you think it's definitely a future third? Who gives us stuff, yeah. Joey? Geez, we take this stuff seriously. But, um, yeah, so what did you make of the – so we start with the Sava Radagalea. Yes. Because I said the cats, I don't know, they're sort of like the year 12 uh, student who's le- procrastinating and leaving their research to the night before the exam, yeah. right? They've really been waiting in that last minute because it was always going to be pick 25 – and a little bit of chump change, and they ended up getting, what was it, pick 76 and 94. What's Andrew Mackey doing with 76 does and he 94? Walk, does he walk away last and goes, yes, I, I got it. that bit extra. <laughs> I knew I because I, I was sort of in the camp that Geelong did have the right to try and force Port Adelaide to find something else because yeah. Port were desperate and they needed Radaglia, and the Cats knew that. Yep. But as you said, in the end, was yeah. it really worth waiting that long to get nah. pick 76? It's probably going to come into a pick in the 60s. It'll be the, probably one of the last picks of the draft. Yep. 
Um, look, it's something, but in the end, it's more it's more of a big win for Port Adelaide. I'm always of the camp. It doesn't matter what necessarily you give up. We've, we've done a lot of work, Jay-Z, yep. you and I. Draft picks are lotteries. Yep. You don't know whether pick 17 is going to be better than pick 18. There is no science to it yep. whatsoever, as much as recruiters like to think that they have nailed their order. Yep. But the club that need a certain player that is going to help them to try and win a flag, that's what you've got to do. And Port Adelaide, for me, they get their two men. Mm-hmm. I really like... Zerk Thatcher, mm-hmm. I think, is a third defender now behind Radagalia and Aaliyah. Mm. He's perfect. I think he showed a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. The only times he got found out last year was when he was playing on the big bananas. He was Hawkins. playing on Tom Hawkins and yeah. guys that were too big for him, yeah. which is understandable. Now that he can play a role, it's going to be interesting to see how Radagalia and Aaliyah work together. Who's going to be the lockdown defender? Yes. And who's going to be the interceptor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, you've got him, haven't you? No, you've got him. But <laughs> I, I like what Port Adelaide have done. Yeah. So they get Radagalia. They mm-hmm. get the two... Um, Rucks as well, and you yep. might touch on how they got Soldo done in the end. But Soldo and Sweet, yeah. they get their Ruckman, they get the two key defenders, and they should be eyeing off a top four spot again next year. Sweet and Soldo does sound like something I had for dinner last night, doesn't <laughs> it? Though? Sweet and Soldo. Yes, yes. What about uh, Jackie Ginnivan? Where do you sit on the Jack Ginnivan trade? The Hawks were busy. I thought they went into this trade period trying to fix their back end. They ended up loading up in the front end, which I thought was a little bit curious. But uh, the face of this whole tr- trade period in the end became uh, Jack Ginnivan. Well, you take us behind the scenes. How, yep. how do you – there's been a lot of conjecture. Yeah. About yes. how this unfolded. Yeah. Did Jack Ginnivan initiate yeah. leaving? Yeah. Did the club start shopping him around? Yeah. It feels like it feels to me like that's the way it went. I yeah. don't think Jack Ginnivan, two weeks after winning a flags, walked in and said, I want to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. It feels like Collingwood probably have seen the red flags a little bit with, yeah. with Jack Ginnivan. They probably don't seem as being a high-end talent that he's worth working with mm-hmm. and really turn, like what they've done with Dugowie and some others. It was yep. more for me, it felt like a bit of a Jaden Stevenson. They just thought, you know what? Is he going to be worth the trouble? Is he going to be a huge part of our future? Maybe we are a ruthless footy club. We on the outside we portray this. We're all but but and I actually give credit to Collingwood. I think it's the right way to go if that's how it panned out. It's you're spot on, Joey. And they're ruthless, aren't they? Because they po- they booted uh, Brody Grundy. He was on too much money. Stevenson, you mentioned, wasn't doing the hard work. And uh, Tom, Law was Tommy a tough Kellen, decision a few years ago. They needed to clear him out. How damaging was he? That was a question mark on him. So Collingwood um, have been brutal. Yep. I reckon. Graham Wright belongs on a fishing show because this is what he did with um, Jackie Ginnivan. He dangled him in the water and he threw out the burly to the other clubs <laughs> and that drew all the little fish in and they started nibbling away and then he was done. Look, you're absolutely right, Joey. There is no doubt that Collingwood made it clear to other clubs that they were open to trading Jack Ginnivan because that's why his manager's phone kept ringing. Oh, I keep hearing, you know, they're open to Jack. Would he be keen on a fresh start? And they go they go back to Collingwood and say, what we, clubs keep bringing us. What's a go with Jack? He's just gone to Bali. You said, come back in good form. We'll be ready to go for next season. The club, the phone keeps uh, ringing off the hook. And then Collingwood say, well, if he wants to explore his options, then go and, for it. And it's fair to say, Collingwood didn't lie because then they would have had a chat to Ginnivan's man. He said, look, some clubs are interested. We've only got one year left on the contract. We yep. can't guarantee yeah. what it's going to look like in the future. Maybe, maybe you should just explore your options. And then two days later when Jack sat with his manager and they said, look, I think it's pretty obvious. We yeah. need a show. They come back and said, look, we might probably have to accept the trade. And Collingwood go, oh, Jack Ginnivan's requested a trade. This is the quickest deal done in history. <laughs> He's requested a trade. <laughs> Collingwood, exactly. Collingwood say last night, oh, we reluctantly let him go. They couldn't have done the deal quick enough. It is the fastest deal in AFL history. Um, anyway, so Collingwood gets Schultz, which is an upgrade. You know him well yep. from Fremantle. Ginnivan goes to Hawthorne. Should we talk about the Hawks? Yeah. What do you make of their draft period? Because you touched on it. They were, they initially were after defenders. They wanted they went for Ben Mackay. They went for Radigalia. Yeah. They had a crack at Liam Henry. Yeah. Missed out on all those players. And yeah. in the end, they've got Marby Child, Yeah. 
Jack Ginnivan, Jack Gunston, Jack Gunston Massimo. and Massimo D'Ambrosio. Does yeah. that make them a much better team going forward? The question for me is, the worry for me is, will they still be scored heavily against next year? Because they've been bottom, bottom four defensive profile for the past four years, Joey. So they try and get for Mackay or Radagalea. How are they going to solidify that defence? That's the question for me. They got some. They picked up some players like Charles and Ginevan have been a bit up and down. They can kick goals, but their consistency is going to be an issue. Yeah, that's it. Can you bank and on them? And in, t- in a team that's going to struggle to win a, you know, a lot of games, they're yeah. still going to be a bottom third club, yeah. you think. So it's going to be tough. For me, I would have been thinking, you know, is this a club who missed out on its wave ape or priority defensive targets? And then in the end, did they get a bit rattled or did they jump a little bit? Did they, Not desperate's not the right word, but it was interesting. Jack Gunston, I don't know. I thought this was a club who was investing in its youth and building for the future. Are they getting Jack Gunston as a coach? Because uh, I see value in that. Yes. I just can't, I can't see him playing You know I value, value veterans at football clubs because of what they offer Monday to Friday. In the team, you now look at a team that is rebuilding, like you said. Hawthorne are still, you know, not even halfway through their river. They're still still rebuilding, got yes. years to go. Their forward line now is going to have a 32-year-old in Gunston, a yeah. 33-year-old in Bruce. Chad Wingard's 30. Marby Old Choll's 27. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Lewis is about to turn 25. So it's not like it's a mm. a young mm. forward line that's stacked with, with talent. So mm. it's just something they've got to be aware of. Their midfield, no doubt, young yeah. talent everywhere. But other end, the both ends of the ground, mm. still going to be an issue. Every year at the Herald Sun, Joey, we give out a winner of the trade period trophy, um, which is a little clipboard trophy. And, Wouldn't that be a uh, big award to win? We, <laughs> <laughs> we gave it to Adrian Dodoro in 2010. He's just never given it back. <laughs> so it just lives on his mantelpiece. But do, it, do you, you look at it on paper, and the Bombers who got Dersma for basically nothing yesterday come away with Gresham, Goldstein, Mackay, who's the big body defender, and Dersma. How have you rated Xavier Dersma? I remember him having a good first season. But I've been unsure about him since then. Bombers fans will be listening. What do you think about yeah, Xavier Dersma? I will Dersma? give my ratings on tomorrow's episode. Okay. I'm going to give where mm-hmm. I rank the Bombers. But mm-hmm. in regards to Xavier Dersma, yep. I'm a bit like you. I did a little bit of work on him early in this trade period. Unsure? I, I think he's a solid I think he's a solid AFL player. I don't see the huge upside that maybe some others. Yeah. I, it felt to me watching him, his, his reputation probably exceeded what he's actually delivered. So he's played 70 or 80 games, and he hasn't had one game yet where it's been a breakout game where mm. you go, oh, wow, yep. that's what the kid's capable of. It's been a lot of sort of solid football. I know he's had some injury concerns. His best year was still his first year, mm. and he's played five. So you start mm. to think, is this his light? He'll get more opportunity at Essendon. I don't think it was a desperate need. I think I like their wingers. Oh, I like Nick Martin. I'm a big fan of Sammy Durham. Yeah. I think Elijah Sardis is going to be a, probably an outside mid until he you know, develops a as wingman. an inside mid. A wingman fits there. So interesting. But, hey, we can't question the Bombers. They've done really well. They haven't given up a lot. Yeah. And they add, whether it's depth or you know, a quality player to their side, time will tell with Dersma. Yeah. But uh, they should be very proud. What about Melbourne? Quickly, they are Jack Billings. They landed really late. Another one that... He's a player who had a period between 2017-2019, Jay-Z, high, yep. high rate, rating sort of um, period as yep. a wingman. Yep. Um, you know, half forward, 20-plus disposals. We know he can kick goals. Fell out of favour, had a few injury concerns. Do you like Melbourne landing Jack Billings? And basically cost the Demons nothing. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think with the spot that they're in, 
they can have the throw of the stumps with a high-talented player. I think his work rate competitiveness is is the question mark, and perhaps he can be on the f- the fringes of selection in the sense like they have got Cosy Pickett, Shane McAdam, um, Charlie Spargo, Cade Chandler forward, Neil Bullen. Neil Bullen, like Lockie Hunter. Tom Sparrow still plays as a bit of a half forward. So they've got a lot of those types of players. So whether he could potentially join in that mix, look, I'm I, I don't know, I'm not. A massive Jack Billings fan. I understand why St Kilda probably wanted him and Coffee off the books. Now they're realigned their cap to get in a position to be more aggressive. Um, I think he's just got to have the best preseason of his life, Jack Billings. I reckon we'll know more so in the next sort of three, four, five, five months. I think he can use the ball nicely, but Melbourne are a competitive team. Their brand is put your head in the oven, and that's what Clayton. Oliver, Christian Petrarca, all those guys do. Will he be able to do that? You mentioned Clayton Oliver. This, is, for me, is yep. probably out of anything Melbourne's done over this offseason, and mm-hmm. they've got Shane McAdam and, and Billings, which mm. I think does bolster them a little bit. Yep. The biggest win will be if Clayton Oliver can come back to the football club next year in a really fit, healthy state of yep. mind and body. Yep. Is, what's the situation with yep. Clayton Oliver? And yep. what sort of – I know it's quite early, but your expectations for next season. Yeah. So he's gone away – into the country to have a bit of a break. So he's out of the city. Um, Melbourne have thrown a lot of welfare support around him. I don't think it's necessarily about his physical fitness. It's about his mental fitness. Uh, Of course, Melbourne very confident that they can provide the support he needs to have a really big uh, transformation in his life. We've seen it with Jordan Degoe. Our great mate Steve Johnson early on made some mistakes. He's a fellow who genuinely needs um, some help with some mental health issues, and I think uh, Melbourne are in a really good spot to be able to help him because we all want to see him fit and healthy, dominating um, next year. So I think when he comes back and starts training at Melbourne at Gosh's Paddock, it will be a big story. And um, Simon Goodwin, I think, is in Bali at the moment. He'll be back in a week or so time. And look, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot of time and effort to help get Clayton Oliver where he needs to be. But um, hopefully he can achieve those goals. And that is good news and good to hear because they are absolutely in the window to win a, have another crack at winning a flag yep. next season. Uh, maybe that might do us. Yep. I think that's a big day yesterday. Actually, there was one, one more. Yes, of Eli- Elijah Hollins. Yep. If he walked down Chapel Street, Carlton fans wouldn't pick him out of a police lineup. I don't reckon. Tell us about Elijah Hollins because he was a pick seven. They got him for an absolute steal. Future third, I think. Uh, future second or yep. future third pick. So very cheaply. Tell us about what Elijah Hollins is going to well, add to the Carlton group. Well, firstly, my understanding is I think Gold Coast have sort of let him come back to Melbourne on compassionate grounds. I think there's some family situation there. So right. I think that was probably why they weren't going to fight too hard in regards to haggling yeah. over picks. Look, he's a high-end talent who fell out of favour with Stewie Jew. He was one that Stewie Jew had a set against him. Oh. Flanders was in that basket as uh-huh. well, a few others. But he's he's too good for VFL level. His second-tier football this year was too good. Huge so, VFL grand yeah, final. So a player that is better than that. He's, for me, a mid-forward. He, he can hit the scoreboard. He's probably more of an inside mid than he is an outsider. Yeah. But, of course, you know, got unless, a bit of power and speed. Yeah, he's, 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 I think you're going to see the best of Elijah Hollins. He's going to be reunited with his brother, which is always positive for, for family members to play in the same team. I think it's a good get by the Blues. Mm. Costs them nothing. Adds a little bit. They lose Zach Fisher and Paddy Dow. I don't think it's a huge, you know, huge skin off their teeth. I think he's an upgrade potentially in both of those guys if he yep. plays to his potential, Elijah Hollins. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So it's a good get by the Blues. They again should be eyeing off a top four spot next yep. year. But in saying that, they can win about, it. There's about eight clubs though that are yeah. eyeing off a top four spot next year, if not more. So. Uh, now, some good results. Good results. Hey, but stick with us for tomorrow's episode, Jay-Z, yep. because you and I are going to go through the big winners. Losers? The big losers. Ooh. 
The big headlines. Big shocks. And our takeaways from trade period and who is set to launch okay. in 2024. That is tomorrow's episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that one. And if you do have a question for us, make sure you get on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Hit us up, hit Jay-Z with a question, yep. and we will try and answer that. Until then, we'll look forward to tomorrow. Listener.